Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hass History Helpline. Uh, there, Hass Help Hotline. But we are doing history. And so I have decided that I am going to be doing, as I promised my year 12s this year, 2020, uh, going to be doing a bit of podcasting of things that we've already gone through, but will hopefully help them for revision and so forth and so on. So these are going to be hopefully quickies. Uh, the song that you heard at the beginning of this is actually called Night Raid. It's a nationalist Chinese song used by the National Revolutionary Army during the Second Sino-Japanese War in World War II. Um, and it is used today in Taiwan with the Taiwanese Armed Forces as parade uh, you know, a parade song or, you know, commemoration for ceremonial events and so forth and so on, just to let you know. All right, so today I just wanted to go through and look at China and the causes, events, and results of the 1911 revolution. And although this area is not necessarily um, the timeline that is covered in the ATAR exam, you need to know about the things that happened beforehand in order to understand things that happened during the time period being covered. So some of the causes. So one of the first causes is the decay of the Qing dynasty. The emperors of the Qing dynasty were weak and corrupt. They had troop morale was very low and they lost to foreign powers easily because of this. People lost confidence in the Qing dynasty. And let's not forget that the Qing are Manchurian, they're the Manchu rule, okay? So they're not the traditional Han people. The role of Cixi, the emperor Dowager, uh, Empress Dowager, um, played a significant role in the decay of the Qing imperialism. She was deeply unpopular. She opposed reforms like the self-strengthening movement and the Hundred Days Reform. And there was a lot of political decentralization, which uh, is another reason for the decay of the Qing dynasty as provinces of China were governed by Beijing, but very weakly. Weekly meaning W-E-A-K-L-Y, not W-E-E-K-L-Y. Anyway, so I'm not going to go into a great detail because, again, this is just for context. So another cause of the 1911 revolution was education because many Chinese students were going abroad to get their education. And they would do uh, this education in places like Japan, Britain and America, and that was a, a result of what was called the Hundred Days Reform. They would then return from this education heavily influenced by the knowledge that they had gotten from these Western educational um, institutions. And so the policies and ideas and ideologies were highly influenced by these Western institutions. And some of these scholars were very angered when they came back to see how backward and undeveloped, underdeveloped China had become compared to Western societies. And these are the scholars that would then push for modernization in China. And this is what's going to lead to the growth of the nationalist movement, which is yet another cause of the 1911 revolution. Now, 
This was led by Sun Yixian, otherwise known as Dr. Sun Yat-sen. He is a scholar who had studied abroad. He returned to China. He was a Christian. Um, he was disgusted to see how little progress had been made to develop China. And in 1894, he led what was known as the Revive China Movement, where he campaigns for modernization and the reestablishment of a national power in China. In 1903, he releases the Three People's Principles of Nationalism, Democracy, and People's Livelihood, or some would also say the Three Principles of Nationalism, Democracy, and Socialism. Um, he is highly influenced by Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, in which Abraham Lincoln describes a government. And now it's period one. See, I'm doing these back in the school. Um, <laughs> he describes a government of the people, by the people, for the people. So the nationalism is the of the people, the democracy is by the people, and the people's livelihood is for the people. Now, many revolutionaries uh, support Sun Yushan in his goals, and he forms the Tongmen Wei, which is a revolutionary political group in 1905. This group gains popularity and seriously threatens the political stability of China. It was considered a dangerous political movement, as it then paves the way for a lot of local political violence and attacks. Uh, the Tongmen Wei supports the anti-Qing revolution, and the, they join the Sichuan uprising in 1911, which leads to the 1911 revolution. Sun Yishan himself organizes eight uprisings in 1911. Um, Another cause of the downfall of the Qing dynasty is the economic problems that they are facing. China um, faced a railway problem as protests broke out when the government tried to nationalize the regional railways in an attempt to gain revenue and control local authorities. This was strongly opposed by provincial authorities and especially in Sichuan, which added on to the discontent that was happening in there anyway and becomes a contributing factor to the Sichuan uprising. Uh, because members of the merchant class, the landowners, the gentry, they'd all invested money in railway construction. And so for the government to then come and take it away was not seen as something that they wanted to happen. Uh, railway protection societies were formed in which the government tried to suppress with force this suppression intensifies the already strong anti-Qing dynasty feelings and leads to a series of revolutions, violent re revolts across the country. Let's not also forget that from 1839 to 1860, China had been fighting two opium wars uh, fueled by Britain's desire to sell and now period one started. Ugh, I really should do these at a different time. Sorry. Anyway, you know, Britain's trying to basically uh, suppress the Chinese people in, with opium addiction for huge profits. During these opium wars, China is badly beaten 
They're forced into unequal treaties in which China was forced to accept missionaries into China, allow foreign concessions into China, open up ports to foreign powers. Um, and these, in these concessions, foreigners, like a concession is an area within a city in which these foreigners could live and they had their own infrastructure, they had their own police, they had their own courts. And so in these concessions, so for example, in a British concession, if a British person did something that was um, against the law, they'd be dealt in British courts. It wouldn't be like the Chinese people would be dealing with it or anything like that. And it's basically to keep power over the Chinese people. And a lot of them employed Chinese workers, which causes socioeconomic disruptions in China because villagers are moving to cities, which leads to overcrowding. There's uh, shortages, poor living conditions. And this, along with the fact that the treaties gave foreign sources huge power from within China because they opened up trade routes and they were able to live in China without Chinese interference. And these are unfair terms, which along with the humiliation of being defeated by the Opium Wars and, you know, the forced submission that the Chinese now had to these foreign powers really fueled resentment to both the foreigners and the Qing dynasty by the Chinese people. So an uprising was planned by the revolutionaries for October 16th, 1911. However, there was a bomb explosion in one of the revolutionaries' headquarters on 9th of October, which becomes the trigger to, to start the 1911 revolution. Now, police found a membership list of revolutionaries. 300 soldiers were on the list and decided to revolt. Uh, the military governor fled, and so there was no resistance. As a result of the Wuchang uprising, uh, as a result of this, the Wuchang uprising, which had been organized for the 16th of um, October, was brought up to the 10th of October. It was a spontaneous uh, uprising, and because of its spontaneity, it was quite disorganized. But despite this, the entire city was captured within a day, and then other cities began to revolt in support of the revolutionaries. And Dr. Sun Yushan's political ideals were a major factor in why these people wanted to revolt. And so within the month, 20 cities had collapsed. All of southern China had fallen into the hands of the revolutionaries. So as a result, uh, on November 12th, the Guomindang, or the GMD, the People's National Party, is created. And elections are held on February 1913, where the GMD won the majority amount of seats in Parliament by 43% of the votes. In December of 1913, the GMD wins 269 out of 569 seats in the House of Representatives. Um, Wan Shikai is the president, but is not keen on sharing power with parliament, which is dominated by the GMD, Dr. Sun Yishan's party. So even though they try to have a democracy, 
democracy is not really established. Wan Shikai ignores the constitution, even tries to become a dictator to restore the monarchy. Um, and 12 out of the 18 provinces were under his control. And military governors in these provinces made sure that they stayed loyal to Wan Shikai. So when he, when Wan orders a bloody repression and negotiates foreign loans, supporting European powers, which wanted a strong government in China, not for any other reason than to protect their own trading interests, help. And when Wan Shikai agrees to go to war with Japan, because it was either give control to Japan or go to war, uh, he quickly lost popularity. So on Christmas Day 1915, the army in Yunnan rebelled against him. Other army garrisons joined the revolt and faced with the opposition of the army, which had brought him to power in the first place, Yuan Shikai then drops his plans to become emperor. The revolution ends the Qing dynasty. 2,000 years of rule in China, gone. And the republic was a new form of government and a milestone for Chinese history, but little attention was paid to China's social and economic reforms during this time. Therefore, China still remained a weak country. Also, Japan had seized German territories in Shandong and everything because of the Treaty of Versailles. Um, then they implemented the 21 Demands in January of 1915, which basically Japan demanded control of Chinese factories, railways, and ports, threatening to attack and start war with China if that didn't happen. And so as, as much as there is a new Republic of China, it's not a stable, strong government. And so even though it's recognized by most of the world, foreign powers like Japan still forced China to sign unequal treaties like the 21 demands. So as far as any sort of international um, clout, China doesn't have any. They're still weak. So that's the basic gist of this episode, basically causes, events, and results of the 1911 revolution. I hope that this was informative. I hope that it kind of gives you an idea of um, what was going on. And like always, if you have any questions, feel free to uh, email or leave a message. All right. So I will leave you with some more of Night Raid. Um, hope that all is well and everybody is safe. Keep your distance, wash your hands, sanitize, and all that good stuff. All right. Yeah, so long, 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 long,